Blog Talk Radio.
And welcome to Youth in Action. This is your host, God's Poetic Child. And Lady Piranha will be a co host as well. She will be coming in soon. I want to thank all the callers for coming in. And tonight's topic will be about youth violence. And I actually have a couple key facts on youth violence from a website called World Health Organization. And I'm going to read a couple of their facts on youth violence. And then we'll go right into discussion. So their key facts are stating that worldwide some 200,000 homicides occur among youth, 10 to 29 years of age each year, which is 43% of the total number of homicides globally each year. For each young person killed, 20 to 40 more sustained injuries requiring hospital treatment. In one study, from 3 to 24% of women report that their sexual experience was forced. Youth violence has a serious, often lifelong, impact on a person's psychological and social functioning. Youth violence greatly increases the cost of health, welfare, and criminal justice services, reduces productivity, decreases the value of property, and generally undermines the fabric of society. Youth violence is a global public health problem. It includes a range of facts from bullying and physical physical fighting through more severe sexual and physical assault to homicide. And the scope of the problem is worldwide an estimated 200,000 homicides occur among youth 10 to 29 years of age each year. This is 43% of the total number of homicides globally each year. Youth homicides rates vary dramatically between and within countries. However, in all countries, young males constitute both the majority of perpetrators and victims of homicide. Rates of youth Homicide among females are much lower than rates among males almost every year. In the years 2000 to 2012, rates of youth homicide decreased in most countries, although the decrease has been greater in high-income countries than in low- and middle-income countries. For every young person killed by violence, 20 to 40 more sustained injuries that require hospital treatment. Non-fatal violent injuries involve sustainedly Fewer firearm attacks than fatal assaults and involve a greater youth in clubs. Sexual violence also affects a significant proportion of youth. For example, 
3 to 24% of women surveyed in the WHO multi-country study on women's health and domestic violence report that their first sexual experience was forced. Physical fighting and bullying are also common among young people. A study of 40 developing countries shows that exposure to bullying ranged from 86 to 45.2% in boys and from 4.8 through 35.8% in girls. Youth homicide and non-fatal violence not only contribute greatly to the global burden of premature death, injury, and disability, but also have a serious, often lifelong impact on a person's psychological and social functioning. This can affect victims, families, friends, and communities. Youth violence adds greatly to the cost of health. Welfare and criminal justice services reduces productivity, decreases the value of property, and generally undermines the fabric of society. And that information was from World Health Organization. Now, I'm going to go to caller 804 and see what they have thought on that information. Hey, this is Mr. Automatic Taylor's Mac. Hey, how are you? I'm doing fine. That's right. So, uh, talk to me so I see a right name. Say that one more time, please. Uh, Say that one more time. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I try to see a white name, make sure I see a white name. I don't ever try to uh, uh, say the wrong name. Are you talking about the host? Yeah, the host. Yes, this is God's Poetic Child. This is who? It's God's Poetic Child. Okay. I, I'm sorry, I, I just got kids in the background. You can hear children. I'm I'm babysitting, but I, I'm going to show some love. I got like a four-year-old uh, niece or five-year-old nephew. Um, yeah, thank I, you. Do you I, have I, I, any... I was, uh... listening, to... mm. I, I was listening to the... Um... You know, I call them in because I, I like the topic, you know, about the... Uh, um... The uh, abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. Go ahead. I was following about the topic. Okay, and what are your thoughts or opinions on youth violence? Um, well, I know when I was young. Um, I was. Um, uh, I know that. <clears throat> I, I just think that uh, you know, uh, when I was when I was coming up, I was, I was bullied um, uh, to a point. Uh, I think at times when children are, are bullied, they feel like they are uh, they are useless, uh, that they are cursed, you know. And uh, I think that you know, just have to encourage uh, um, those children 
um, that suffer through abuse that, you know, somebody loves you and somebody's going to care for you, you know. Um, I think it's very uh, important in their life because, you know, sometimes uh, children uh, will commit suicide if they feel unwanted and unloved. Right, and I agree with that. Um, did you hear any of the the facts about youth violence? I heard some of it, but I had kids in the background. You know how mm-hmm. loud kids can be. So, um, I tried to listen to I tried to listen to you over the top of children. Mm. Well, it um, I actually have a question for you. Okay. Now, in one of the facts, since you didn't, since you heard most of it, but you probably didn't hear all of it, in one of the facts, violence greatly increases the cost of health, welfare, and criminal justice services, reduces productivity, decreases the value of property, and generally undermines the fabric of society. What do you feel on that? You know, I I, um, I, I believe that. You know, uh, uh, where I live in the southeast. Uh, there were a lot of uh, youth violence uh, happening around there, um, and within, uh, so usually when they call it uh, decreased value, it means like the ghetto, uh, the slums. Um, you know, uh, so you know, I, I would say uh, that is accurate for what you just read. Mhm. Well, thank you for your uh, input. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, no problem. I, I, I hope I can, uh, you know, shed some light wherever. Um, I'm just so sorry I had kids in the background uh, calling mm-hmm. in. Had it's okay. Well, if you background. have anything, it's okay. And if you have anything else that you want to share, please feel free. All right, I, I definitely will. All right. Thank you. Well. All right, I'm going to read, um, this is actually a lot of good information that I found. They actually have uh, the risk factors for youth violence. And it says factors that increase the likelihood of youth violence are complex. And it says risk, risk factors within the individual is activity, impulsiveness, poor behavioral control, attention problems, history of aggressive behavior, early involvement with alcohol, drugs, and tobacco, antisocial beliefs and attitudes, low intelligence and educational achievement, low commitment to school and school failure, coming from a single-parent household, experiencing parental separation or divorce, exposure to violence in the family, and then it also uh, states risk factors within close relationships, which is family, friends, intimate partners, and peers, and so on. And it also states poor monitoring and supervision of children by parents, harsh, lax, or inconsistent parental disciplinary practices, a low level of attachment between parents and children, low Parental involvement in children's activities, that's true. Parental substance abuse or criminality, 
low family income associating with delicate peers. And again, this information that I am reading off of is from World Health Organization. And I'm going to give some of my input on uh, youth violence. Um, with With most of the facts that I'm reading, this is actually true. But I think the youth violence actually starts from um from the youth who they hang who they hang around actually because uh whoever whoever you hang around is a reflection on you, and the stuff the stuff that uh they do you might end up um doing the same thing, and if it's not good, then uh it's gonna you know. Is gonna turn into some some way different than you thought it was before. That youth violence is actually coming from the people that you hang around. And so I'm gonna ask if you can press one pound to get in queue to um, share your opinions and thoughts. I would really appreciate it. And then I'm going to read some more of the facts because this is actually really interesting. So. Um, now we're going to talk about the risk factors within a community and wider society. And it states low levels of social cohesion within a community, gangs and a local supply of guns and illicit drugs, and absence of nonviolent alternatives for resolving conflicts, high income inequality, rapid social and demographic changes, abundance. Urbanization, sorry, I can't pronounce that word. Urbanization, quality of a country's governance, its laws, and the extent to which they are enforced, as well as policies for education and social protection. And then they also give us more information from prevention, and it says life skills and social development programs designed. There are life skills, and social development programs designed to help children and adolescents manage anger, resolve conflict, and develop the necessary social skills to solve problems. Schools-based anti-bullying prevention programs, promising youth violence prevention programs whose effectiveness, however, needs more research, which include programs that support parents and teach positive parenting skills, such as through a nurse visiting the home preschool programs that provide children with academic and social skills at an early at an early age, programs that improve school settings, policies, teacher practices, and security measures, reducing access to alcohol through increased taxation and through reduction in sales outlet density, improving the management of drinking environment reducing crowding, training bar staff, increasing enforcement of existing license license legislation, restrictive firearm licensing and purchasing policies, enforced bans on carrying firearms in public, programs to reduce concentrations of poverty through the provision of housing vouchers to help families move out of economically deprived neighborhoods. And then it also says preventing youth violence requires a comprehensive 
approach that also addresses the social determinants of violence, such as income inequality, rapid demographic and social change, and low levels of social protection. Critical to reducing the immediate consequences of youth violence are improvements in pre-hospital and emergency care, including access to care. And then the response from the website, it says, to decrease youth violence through initiatives that help to identify quantity, quantify, quantity, and respond to the problem, which is drawing attention to the magnitude of youth violence and the need for prevention, building evidence on the scope and types of violence in different settings, which is important to understanding the magnitude and nature of the problem at a global level, developing guidance guidance for member states in all relevant sectors to prevent youth violence and strengthen responses to it, supporting national efforts to pre- to prevent youth violence, collaborating with inter- international agencies and organizations to prevent youth violence globally. And that was information again from the World Health Organization and we are going to go to 786. Again, 786, you are on the line. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Hello. How are you? I'm fabulous. Hello, I'm good. I'm fabulous. Thank and you. I love this show today. Uh, and as God's poetic child, my name is Latresa Jones. Um, I've been listening to the things that you've been reading. Actually, I'm a candidate for United States Senate here in Florida. But the things that you are reading, sometimes with those statistics, what we have to be careful is that they limit it to the amount of people that they take when they're doing that. Say it may be if you take 1,000 people, you have to know what the diversity of that 1,000 people and what that makeup is in reference to when we're taking those statistics. But you talked about guns. Um, And I'm going to touch based on a few things if I could. We talked about alcohol, drugs, and guns. Most of the guns in the communities are not coming because they are people that go out and get gun permits. They're coming because they come the black market. Our black market in this world is very strong. The top three things in the black market, drugs, guns, and human trafficking, which is and that is um, a sheer fact across the board there. But as far as what is going to make a difference, what I personally think is going to make a difference, is that we have to change mm-hmm. laws and we have to start in America. See, it's great to have a global conversation, but we have to start. It's almost like taking care of home first. We need to make sure, and for our young people, we have to start re-educating them on what's actually important and what their voice is. Your vote in this country called America is your voice. And for us to continue to say, oh, it doesn't matter, that's what those folks want you to say. Because when you when you say it doesn't matter and you don't go out and you vote and don't vote, then the people that it matters to are the people that are voting across this country. And that's why we have such pandemonia going on everywhere in this country. And this is nothing new. What has happened with our young people, you guys have inherited a problem that we have not solved or addressed in this country yet with the laws and how they are set up and how they are in place. Because just like any other country, the laws of the land is what dictates how people are treated. 
Once we treat people better here in America, then it'll have a trickle-down effect. For example, women. Why are we still fighting for, for equal pay rights? For, for the difference mm-hmm. between a, a Caucasian woman and a black woman, uh, 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 African-American, as you all like to be called. I like to be called black American because that gives identity mm-hmm. to my heritage, which means my ancestors were slaves here in America. That means they got their butts whipped for us to have these rights. And the very things that we are lacking in our society and even a lot of the parents are the morals. See, we put more money versus morals right now. We don't, if we start going back to certain behavior in reference to being your sister and your brother's keepers, paying attention to what's going on in your neighborhood, seeing, and if people are threatened that with the conversation that somebody might report my wrong actions or my wrong doings or, or call and address my parent and say what I was doing, then we may have a little bit more um, love because I'm a believer that love is what's going to change this thing in our community. And we have to begin to love each other a little bit more because those numbers, the alcohol is going to be there. The drugs are going to be there. uh, And the guns are going to be there. Can I say we're going to defeat that? I I think that if we change the laws a lot more, I think um, that it will change how, our young people are treated, and it'll change their personalities and their thoughts. Because my concern is that they don't have any fear for the law right now. And what are your thoughts, young lady? Mm-hmm. I actually agree with that because uh, it's a lot of. It's, I won't say what they're doing, but it's a lot of people doing stuff right now, and they just act like they're not scared at all. Right, 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 right. And what do you think? I mean, as I am fifty-one years old. I, the reason I decided to run for U.S. Senate is because I know in order to change how your life is affected, we have to change laws in this country of America. Laws have to change. They have to change. Mm-hmm. You all, I would love to see you doing a, 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 a get out and vote because we have to continue to motivate you young people, but you have to talk to us and tell us what you need because that's the only way we can make this better for you all. I know that you all need jobs when you come out of college. I know that a lot of them are going to be in debt as well. Those are things that we have to address if we're going to address the problems in our communities. Would you agree? Yes, I agree, and I also think there should be, like, more positive activities. There should be more uh, YMCAs for the youth to go in, there should be um, just more positive events to help us because it's not that many. And a lot of people are smoking and drinking because they they feel that's the only thing that they can do. And um, especially, like, for the ones who are not doing good in school, that's what they're going to turn out and doing. I think it should be more positive things and events. Okay, okay. And how about, for example, you even talked in your earlier conversation, in your earlier reading, you talked about the gangs and the abuse. Most of the gangs in any community across this country, most of the gangs are fueled by the underworld, which is serious money. So they're going to pump the drugs into the communities. They're going to pump the guns into the communities until we stand up as community organizers and as communities as a whole and say, you know what? I'm going to report them. 
I'm going to make sure that they don't mm-hmm. come in here tearing up our communities because that's what has mm-hmm. happened across this country. Right, and I agree. I think that we all should at least take a stand and stand up and report them because us just staying silent is not going to do anything. No, it is not. It is not. And something else that will go with that report that you're doing with, from the World Health Organization. I would like, nobody talks about the issue. In the 80s, we had an epidemic of crack. Crack was serious, mm-hmm. and everybody knows that. That is something that people are, it takes them 20 years 20 to 30 years of people's lives, if they're able to survive that long, to get through that. But during that time, we also had children that were born with addictions that we have not addressed yet in this society. So now part Mm -hmm. of the anger that I believe that we're dealing with is the fact that you still have hundreds of thousands of children that were born with addictions. Addictions don't just go away. You have to... Treat those addictions. You have to give them the tools that's necessary. Just because the baby is born and they come out the hospital, you know, and that we, as our society, has just let them go and say, okay, you on your own. But they need a little bit more than that. They might have a little mental illness because those are the genetic consequences of dealing with when babies are born addicted to alcohol or any other kind of drug, for that matter. Right, that is true. And I actually think they should ban all drugs. I don't know how they're going to do that, but I think if we have a petition and everybody sign it, which I think is going to be kind of hard to do, but I think if everybody signed that petition to ban drugs, I think we can make something work. What about where the it won't happen to well, what about the legalization of pills? See, now what you're doing, just to give you some food for thought, now you're crossing into the big money that's running the country, and that's the mm-hmm. problem. See, the pharmaceutical industry, for example, most people don't like to talk about marijuana, but at the same time, marijuana is what they're considering the new industry in this country, and it is here, and it's going to be here. It's legal now in about 23 states. So now you have, uh, when you say banned drugs, See, I don't think I would personally sign a petition for that. I would sign a petition to say that we want to limit the amount of uh, pharmaceutical type appeals and the money that they're making. I would definitely agree with that. But at the same time, what do you say about them legalize, the legalization of medical and recreational marijuana? Because in reference to the legalization because let me tell you see we have to choose our battles wisely when we when we beat down this beast and when we talk about mm-hmm. my concern about the medical marijuana is this is that if we don't step this up to this plate people and we mm-hmm. don't take a stand about how they're legalizing what they're legalizing how many of you know people that's been to jail for small amounts of marijuana with, and now they get felonies. Right. A lot of us That's know true. a lot of people that have been to jail. Mm-hmm. So if they legalize it and we do not 
keep our eyes on these laws. This is how they take control. This is how they destroy our communities. This is how they have destroyed our communities over just over the decades as well. Because remember, poverty does not discriminate white, black, green, yellow, or purple. A hungry child is a hungry child. A hungry family is a hungry family. Now, you start taking the the biggest competitor, for example, in Colorado, the biggest competitor with the marijuana business is the street medical street marijuana business because of the fact that the taxes are too high. So now they're readjusting the taxes on the medical marijuana and the recreational marijuana in order to compete with the black market. Hmm. I actually agree with everything you're saying. So thank you for sharing that information. It's like very interesting. Thank you as well for having this show. I'm so glad that uh, actually I'm familiar with April, and I'm really glad to be Mm -hmm. invited because we have to continue to keep this dialogue open. But I would like to hear more of the youth telling us what they need because we know we've wronged you guys in this society. We have wronged you in a big Mm -hmm. way, and we have to make this right. Thank you. You know, if you could actually uh, post um, the uh, petition that you were talking about, how we can find the petition and put it in the event page so we can let other people know yeah. about it. I will. Thank you. I will. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. We're going to go to 301 and see their opinions on um, youth violence. 301? 301, you're on the line. This is Kareem. Hey. I just got home. What did I miss from the show? Say that one more time. We're talking just a little. I just got home. Um, so what was the topic today? The topic for the show today is youth violence. Youth violence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what are your, you know, your opinions, thoughts on youth violence? I mean, to me, youth youth violence is like one of the biggest problems you can possibly run into growing up in high school because. Every other like if you if you hear what a lot of people are talking about, they're mainly concerned about like fights and stuff. Like they find it amusing to see two young people fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And what about like um with the well, what do you think we should do to stop youth violence? What do you think that we should tell the older generation to help us? First of all, we got to tell the older generation to be a better role model. Like, they will probably, the reason we're getting violence is because the, the other, the oldest generation is influencing us. So if, if they're, 
if they're arguing constantly, if they're doing all this stuff, and that's going to influence the youth, then that's probably one of the problems right there for youth problem, because they get it, they get it from the um, elders, like the authorities mm. of them. And what do you think we as the youth can do in our communities? In communities, I think they should just have like community speeches or something, something that can like get them to stop what they're doing. Do something like get something to like scare them, but let them let them know that what they're doing is not something to be proud of. But at the same time, we don't want them. At the same time, we don't want them thinking they're ho- they're horrible people. We just trying to get our generation a better name because right now we I've been I heard stuff that I never knew young people could prob- could possibly do. Mm-hmm. And what was that? Especially like teach students beating up teachers. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can do that. I never knew you could do that. Wait, so they actually beat up teachers? Not at my school, but I, like I heard it. Like I was on YouTube scrolling around. It was like student, grad teachers, and students, blah blah blah. And, and I just see a lot of it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know they could do that either. I mean, do you think like? Well, what do you think the school should do in order to you know? To stop that from happening, that that should never happen. A student beating up a teacher, yeah, that should that should never happen. Probably, to me, I think it's no respect whatsoever for anybody. If you if you do that to mm-hmm. an adult, imagine what you can do to you can do that to anybody. Right. So I mean, and that actually no shows much. that you. Go ahead. I think he was about to say the same thing. I was about to say because that actually shows that um, that you have no home training. Exactly. Especially, well, um, I can deal. Go ahead. I can deal with like them yelling at teachers because I can tell them chill out. It's not that deep. But mm-hmm. you fighting a teacher? That's kind of over your level, like if you feel like the teacher disrespects you, tell tell somebody about it. Don't don't like handle it yourself. Right, right. That's true. And um, like, do you think there should be in every community? Do you think there should be um, uh, say more more positive events in YMCA's? To help prevent youth violence. Actually, actually, if they like you guys, like we gotta put it in their head that if you do this, like my my dad said, if you do, if you do something bad, you get consequences. If you do something good, you get rewarded for it. So 
if if it's like if they keep on doing what they're doing, then they're gonna hit the consequences. But we can do like something like make them like conscious of something, make them feel better or something. Right. Well, thank you for your input and your opinions. And if you have anything that you anything else that you would like to share on these violence, please do so. But thank you for coming in and sharing. No problem. All right. Um. Two one five. Two one five. What are your opinions and thoughts on youth violence? Hmm. Try to think here. What is my opinion? <laughs> I mean, uh, guys, for a child, my opinion would be: I mean, there is a lot of youth violence out there, and I said the cause is a lot of times we have those who had a bad upbringing. You know, those who had uh, bad parenting around their life and, uh, you know, negative situations, bad uh, friends they hang out with, leading to drugs, leading to robberies and uh, thievery. I mean, there's so many things to look at what caused the youth violence, you know, uh, like the the guy, young guy before me, he was talking about... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, stuff in school. You know, I remember my time in high school, a lot of teachers weren't that helpful. You know, a a few of them actually uh, made a fool out of a student in front of other classmates, which led to youth violence. You know, uh, them ended up either trying to put their hands on the teacher and hitting them or the teacher striking back or he might be getting arrested you know, is there's so many situations that sparks youth violence because the, uh, you know, the younger ones don't really. A lot of them don't think before they act. That's true. So, uh, that yeah, true. those are my thoughts on that situation. And do you think that um, that there should be more YMCA's and uh, more positive events in our community. Do you think that will help out more, or what do you what do you think that will help to stop it? I mean, I say I say half and half. I say yeah, I agree to more YMCA's and stuff like that. But I really think you need to do something to grab their attention. Do something. That uh, that you can relate, relate to the young people out there to get their attention, and then push out the positive messages you want them to know. Right, I agree with that. And I want to ask you one question. And All right. I got these facts from World Health Organization, and um. It says, youth violence greatly increases the cost of health, welfare, and criminal justice services, reduces productivity, decreases the value of property, and generally undermines the fabric of society. Now, how do you feel about that? Hmm. (laughs) I mean, I I laughed a little bit because uh, what you just said, 
You know, I use descriptions like that in some of my pieces, so I definitely can uh, respond to that. How I feel, basically, I mean, it's been happening for a while. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they've been decreasing health services, uh, services uh, in a lot of areas. I mean, if a lot of people don't know that welfare been going up and down. I mean, when few people took notice, you know, they might have, uh, add a few more percent to it as far as, uh, you know, the food stamps and the free health care. But if you don't take as much notice as they think you will, they will decrease that. They will make sure you stay asleep and take what was free to you, free to you away. Right. You know? That's how it is. No, and I actually agree. So thank ahead, you guys. for sharing your thoughts and your opinions. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I just wanted to call in and show love to Honey Drip and uh, respect to you guys, Poetic Child. Thank you, thank you. All right. All right, we're going to go on a quick break. And after the break, please press one pound to get in queue to speak your thoughts and your opinions to uh, on youth violence. Hello. Hey, it's me, Kirk. I need to speak to Bishop. Sure. Hold on. Hello? Hey, I got some stuff I need to talk to you about. Lately, Pastor, I've been having all these crazy kind of dreams. Mm. It's hard to sleep, I can't eat. It's scary, you know. I know what you mean. I mean, ever since that Tuesday, seemed like life is getting real strange. Ah, I hear you. anthrax, terrorist attacks, and I ain't even trying to get on no plane. <laughs> I feel you. And you know, when I try to pray, there's this voice telling me that God's not real. You know that's just the enemy. Yeah, but you ain't feeling me. No, son, I know just how you feel. See, just because I preach and teach don't mean I don't get scared sometimes. <laughs> yeah, whatever, but you TDJ. Well, then I don't make mistakes. Well, then let me tell you what's on my mind. When your smile is gone. Yeah, but I feel so alone. Although your heart is heavy, I'll Out of all. Just got laid off and I top it off the rinse, dude. So tell me what I gotta gain. Well, see, trials come to make you Storms won't last. But how can I trust God in all this mess? Well, see, that's the reason for the song. See, wherever you go, that's one thing you got to know. God is right there by your side. Talking about stuff ain't as bad as it seems. See, y'all don't feel my pain. I don't have pain. I don't see how you're on the cover of Time Magazine. See, but you're looking at now, and you don't know how I struggled and what I've been through. Yeah, whatever. Now you cross the line. I'm just speaking my mind. Okay, so let me speak mine, too. I've had some mountains. I've seen some valleys. I've even had to cry sometimes. Like when I lost my mother. Your mother? My mother. I'm sorry. No, son, it's fine. Life is full of 
downs, but God said the storm won't last long. But how'd you make it through? Boy, I thought you knew it was Let enough that kept me strong. When your smile is gone, I feel so alone. Although your heart is heavy, God said, yeah, but see, y'all don't feel mine. And I'm getting very sick and tired of all this. Laid off and the top it off the rich do so tell me, Bishop, what I gotta get. Didn't I tell you trials come to me? And those old storms. How can I trust God in the midst of all this mess? See, that's the reason for this song. Wherever you go, the some you got to know. God still cares. I think I can make it now. Just tell me what I need to do. Just pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, Father, forgive me. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please help me. Please help me. I love you. I love you. I need you. I need you. Hold me. Hold me. Jesus. My heart. My heart. My soul. My soul. Please take me. Take control. Control. Right now. Right now. Now. Now.
all the other stuff. That's where that comes in. Like, you, you don't know what you're doing, but everybody else knows. So the next day, next day you're just like, wait, what happened? I never, I know I didn't do it because I was asleep all day. But, well, only thing you remember is just taking, taking that drug and then mm-hmm. everybody, everybody's like, wow, why would you do that? Right. And um, there was a, um, a, a lady who came on the show earlier, and she talked about uh, medical marijuana. And she said that there is a petition, I think, I don't want to quote this wrong, but there is a petition to limit the medical marijuana or to... Um, or to don't have it at all. How do you feel on that? To the medical marijuana? See, yes. In a way, in a way, I would think, and I'm kind of in both ways. One mm-hmm. way you will probably need it. Another way we might not need it because there's other stuff you can use to put people to sleep doing, like, surgeries and stuff, but at the same time, marijuana can hurt your body, so after all that surgery, you're still hurting. Right, that is true. And um, what other topics do you want to talk about dealing with youth violence? Their egos. Ooh, that's a good topic. <laughs> All right, you first. <laughs> I like your opinion. Well, well, people, like people, just like our our age, my age rank. If you tell anybody, if you tell them what to do, they're obviously like, "Who are you talking to?" And so I know you're not talking to me. Like that's how majority of the people in our age range thinks and that's a they have big egos like they they would say stuff that they wouldn't mean because their ego got in the way or they would do some stuff really bad because they like I know he's not doing it and half the time people think it's showing out but I I know it's ego Right. I actually agree with that. Um, let's see. Well, we have a lot of listeners, so I want to thank all the listeners for calling in. And um, if you want to share your thoughts and your opinions, please press 1 and pound. And thank you for calling in again. We really appreciate it. So... Um, and then is there anything else that you would like to share before I give my thoughts on anything? No. No. Okay, and we actually do have a caller that that just came in, so we're going to go to 773. 773, you are on the line. Seven seven three. What's up? What's up? This this your boy Jamil. Hey. 
What's going on? Thank you for calling in. Oh, thank you. Thank you for showing um I'm just I'm just glad to show my love and appreciation for um you guys. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And we also want to know your thoughts on youth violence. Wow. It might be a it might be a wow. I don't even know where to begin. First well first 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 of all I think um, the violence in our youth because um, comes from the um, music within these young rappers. With with the young rappers, uh, is uh, making the calls towards our youth, and then they um they're copying they they cop they um our youth is um getting influence towards them. And what do you think um, that we as the youth can stop can stop the violence? Uh, I think I think um, to um, to find to find some better careers in um, the youth organization, for that matter, create some um, some um, summer camps and all other activities. And all other activities within the youth for their organization. Right. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts, Kareem. How do you feel about his thoughts? I'm. I, I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for um, sharing, and thank you for coming on the show again. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, now. All right. Well, I think we kind of hit all the topics already. Kareem, do you have any more topics? No, you got it. Okay. Well, we're going to go to 240. <coughs> 240. Yeah, hello? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How's it going? It's going good. Well, what I want to say is, until we can really... Uh, rebuild this black family. You're gonna keep on seeing the same dysfunction, uh, you know, chaos and destruction you see within our youth. Mm. I mean, we gotta really talk about the the root of this problem. You know, uh, if you consider the fact that you have a lot of, especially our young boys, being being reared by these single women. And the way they coming up, uh, effeminate, uh, over-emotional, irrational, illogical, can't make uh, decisions in life. I mean, you you gotta you gotta talk about that. That's that's part of the main issue, I believe. You know, and and it's and that's what it is. 
I mean, there's it, no right. disputing that. You, you, I mean, if you, if you look, if you consider the fact, if you look on social media, mm-hmm. and you see, and you and you see the, the way these youth, you see where they get it from. I mean, every time you look at world star hip hop, not only do you have the youth fighting, but you have the mother. You see that the mother is right there getting involved in the buffoonery. I mean, you see it right there. They're not stopping you. It's right there for you to see. So you have to consider the fact that this is learned behavior. Like the other caller said, it's learned behavior. And it is coming from the children from these broken homes. Now, what's the solution to this problem? I really don't know. If I had one, I would give one. But we gonna continue the same cycle, you know. I'm not trying to be negative, but it's the truth. You gonna see the same cycle of poverty, um, uh, low education, um, you know, dysfunction and dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I have to say. That is that. true. That is and true. And I, I actually agree with. Uh... Go ahead. I actually agree with what you had uh, spoke on with the social media and what we see on the social media because I I actually see a lot even though I try to remove it you know I still I still end up seeing it and um, I see parents doing it now so if if uh, the kids see their parents doing it then they're gonna think that it's okay to do it then that turns into a bigger problem because the parents are not showing the kids the right thing so I actually agree with that. I mean, and, and and then you then you gotta look at the and then you gotta look at the black leadership. Um, as far mm-hmm. as the males, I mean, there's really nobody uh, out there to really take these kids, show them the way, have a positive outlook on life. I mean, we got too many old folks that's stuck in their ways. You know, they don't they don't they really don't care. They just doing what they do, either they exploiting the youth or they just involved in some kind of other buffoonery. They really don't care. They act like they care, but they don't. You know, That's so true. It, it, it's a lot of it's a it's a lot of neglect. It's a lot of neglect going on within, you know, the black community. You know, so it's a lot of excuses being made. Um, you know, nobody really want to talk, address the real problems. You know, they want to just sugarcoat things. They want to glaze over mm-hmm. it and, and, and it seem like they don't exist. But they do. And I don't, like I say, if I had solutions to the issues, I would offer something on this line. But I don't have them. I, I really don't. I ask all this, what's the, you know, we talk about uh, economic growth, you know, and all that. But I think we have to change the mindset. We have to change the mindset within our people. Until we change the mindset, we're going to keep on seeing the same cycle over and over again. And it's not going to change. You know, if we keep on saying, okay, we can't do this because of this going on, I, I mean, you know, we're going to continue to see the same cycle. Like I said, I'm not trying to be negative, but this is re- this is the reality we face. This is the reality we face. So, you know, uh, I mean, like I said, we gonna it's gonna get worse before it get better. I mean, we we daily we are regressing. We are going backwards, and the youth is getting it's taking a turn for the, it's already there. 
and you could, you know, you see it yourself every day while you're out, whether, you know, you talk to different people, you still have faith. You see it. And, um, yep. and, and it, it really, it's, it's really sad, and it hurts my heart, but I got to be, I, I got to talk about reality. I can't, you know, say, oh, we got to have faith. We got to, you know, just come together. I can't, I can't do that. I got to talk about the truth, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So, I actually agree I with uh, with everything you said. Um, thank you for sharing. I would like to make um, one more comment on what you said. Um, how you said that uh, that our parents uh, actually they don't they act like they care, but they don't care. I agree with that because if they were really helping us, then none of this stuff act, would actually really happen in our communities. And I remember it and I remember this this line that I keep hearing from, from the older generation. They keep saying that uh make sure I, I get our form it together. Um how how they used how they used to uh watch other people's kids, I don't know, you probably know. Oh, grow up grow up in, as a village. Something like that. I I think that that's um that's what they said. Oh and um a village to raise a child or something. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I think if we if we uh, bring that back, then it wouldn't be no more problems. I mean, even though I didn't grow up where they did that, I think they should start that back. Well, well I, I always say I always say this. You know, you it, it, we need to start being more responsible for the decisions we make in life. That, that's everybody. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. but especially. Within our community, especially when we get kids involved in these decisions as adults, we really have to sit down and ask ourselves: Are we are we bringing these kids up in the best environment? I mean, if you, if, no, you can't afford to have these kids like to keep on having them. You know, so you bring them up in these inner cities, but you know, uh, you know how the things are. You know, you got poverty, you got deal with crime, you're dealing with the cops. So why why do you keep on putting your kids in the position they already feel before they even before they even come in this world? I, I, I mean I just don't understand that. And and that like I said, that's why I say this cycle will continue. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, I don't know where we're gonna start it. I don't know where to start it. I wish I had the answer to that. I wish I really did. But it, it frustrates me because I see it every day, and it's like. I, you know, I get into these arguments with people, and they don't understand where I'm coming from. And uh, you know, they say, "Yeah, you just saying that." I, I mean, it's it's a real issue. And I'm glad you're having this show. Um, you know, this is my first time calling this show. Uh, you know, saying I appreciate you having me on. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but like I said, I don't see it getting better no time soon. I, I I'm, I'm I really don't. Right. Well, thank you for your opinions and your thoughts. I agree with everything you are saying, so I really appreciate you. Um, can you you think you could keep me on? Uh, I, I still want to listen, and maybe I want to uh, add chime back in. How, how much time do you got left on the on the show? Um, we have forty seven minutes left. Okay, I'll I, I continue to listen to the show. Okay, thank you. Okay.
All right, we're going to go to 843. 843? 843? Hey, my name is Calvin Logan with the Logan Power Show. How's everything? Everything is Hello? good. Thank you for calling on. Yes, everything is oh, good. Yeah. Thank you for calling on. Oh, yeah, I'm just calling and listening. Um, definitely a great segment. Uh, I guess uh, the gentleman, you know, I was definitely was giving some some real knowledge and uh, definitely wanted to answer a couple of those questions. But the, the quote you're talking about, takes a village, takes a village, takes a village to raise a child, mm-hmm. is, is the quote that you're, I guess, was looking for. Um, yeah. When we were talking about, you know, the old people. But uh, to really answer some of the questions and really to help with the with the youth that you know, people are talking about, it's a real simple thing. It's, it's called the have and the have-nots. You know, Tyler Perry's movie, mm-hmm. when he had the have and have-nots, what it, what it does take, it takes um, people who are African-American, who are very successful, that are on the top to pull the ones that don't have it up from their situation, um, and then also it takes you know people being re- you know re- real about saying, well, hey, you know, I'm, this is where I am, but I want to change where I, I I'm actually going through. I'm not going to say, well, cause because I'm in a bad situation, that um, it can't change, but it can. Um, and then right. also when it comes to our community, we got some great leaders out there, hands down, we do. It just depends on are those people. Good night, son. Uh, it depends on, for instance, are we really hearing those leaders? Because those leaders are not always on the CNNs and BET or whatever newspaper. Some of your leaders could be the coach at the park. The leader could be the janitor. Could be, for instance, the pastor who may not be on. Uh, the big broad Hello Hello hmm? Okay, I'll, I thought we lost you for a second I'm sorry, I, oh, okay. oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said unless we have our own Our own real media platform we're really not going to make a difference at all. All we're pretty much doing right now is um, we have a lot of educational seminars. We talk about what we need to do, but it's it's time for action. I mean, we spend $1.1 trillion a year. We are the buying majority, um, and we have the most biggest influence when it comes to entertainment, uh, sports, and we make we our our voices can be heard, but it depends on if you really want your voice to be heard. And you can't rely upon your celebrities and so-called other leaders to do it for you. You gotta do it yourself. You know we don't vote a lot, and that's gotta change. And it starts at the local level to change stuff around in your community. Um, sometimes people just focus on the presidential. And that's not going to do it. You start at the local level with your councilmen and your mayors uh, because those are the people 
that affect what goes on in your community. You can have a federal law, but if it's not uh, legislated to the state and local level, they're not going to abide by those rules. So it's it's going to take for us to really know what the law states, um, be honest with ourselves. I mean, we're number one probably in social media, getting on from the Facebook to the Twitter to the Vines, but use it for the positive and not focus on the negative. Uh, we beat down each other so much, but we shouldn't be doing. It should be always uplifting somebody. It should always be that way because other communities do the same thing. You will never, ever see another community beat down each other like we do. And the dollar, for instance, in our community only turns once. The Jewish Asian community turns about seven, ten times that amount. That's statistical facts. But we spend the most. And our community, the problem that we need to get rid of is all these, and we say inner city, you're going to see always a liquor store. You're going to see, um, you know, you get your hair products, you know, stuff like that. You know, you're going to see your your fast food restaurants. But you don't see any big-time grocery stores that's really helping the community or businesses that really are going to be there to stay. And we got a church, but we don't utilize the church for, for all our good like we should be using. The church should be a safe haven where people can get what they need, you know, spiritually and physically, because this will be a light to the actual community. I mean, gangs can change if you really want to make a difference. Those gang members got parents. They got someone who's influenced their lives. Same thing with the drug game. Everyone, everyone, someone knows who's selling the drugs. And like I said, either you're benefiting from it, then you're not going to tell. If you're scared, then, you know, we're walking in fear. But unless you're going to make a change, that's what it's really about. So I would highly suggest that we as a community, like I do it here, that's what the Logan Power Show, you know, definitely we on me TV, community TV show. We're trying to let people know about businesses, what people are doing. Um, and it starts here. And I'm the kind of person, you know, I'm in the military 13-plus years. You know, our community has got to wake up and stop thinking we're so small. Outside the United States, we are very powerful. We just don't know it yet. And that's why it's going to call education to travel abroad and see how big this world is. Um, so a lot of young people out there, you know, the choices you make now, the, the 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 legal system will try to stop you from certain things. If you make a mistake, you know, that's why it's so pivotal. If you make a mistake in your teenage years, it's hard for you to get certain jobs. Like if you made a, a misdemeanor or a felony, doing something silly, which, you know, definitely kids make mistakes. Some police officers may be lenient to you. Some may not. Some police officers who may have saved your life may have helped you so that you can go on to the military and give you a chance for a better life when you got that federal job where you have your record being done. Or you have enough money to get your record expunged. People don't know about expungements when it comes to certain um, crimes that you may commit or little small things you can get wiped off your record. But unless you know how these rules are played and this law is very flexible and it bends like rubber, then you're pretty much just speaking into the wind. But that's pretty much my take, is that we we have the, the tools out there to just put into action, just getting a strong chain of command, um, work with the leaders you currently have, weed out the good from the bad, 
and go from that point. And we'll make a difference because we're doing it now. You know, I don't care what anyone says. People don't say we, we're not making a difference. We are. It depends on how you look at it. I give you an example. This past weekend, Floyd and Pacquiao fight. Floyd Wade was an African-American. Highest gross in boxer probably in the past 10, 20 years. You know, he set a precedence. Now, we as a community, you may like him, love him. He's still impacting the community because you love him. We, we're, we're good in basketball. 70% African-Americans in basketball. Another 60-70% NFL. 40% Major League Baseball. We're all over acting, music. I mean, we got so many voices. But the thing is, is that you as the community have to make a decision on what voice you want to turn on and listen to. Or is that voice coming to you? What politician is really hearing you? They're not. Vote them out. It's real simple. You know, don't complain anymore. It's all about you just decide where your dollars go. If you don't like what that store is doing, get rid of it. You know, you don't have to go to the store down the street. Go somewhere else if you don't like what's going on. The whole thing about poverty, the the, the food stamps, the WIC, the Section 8, food stamps, WIC, Section 8, that stuff was really never meant originally for African Americans. People don't really know that. Another thing is, too, we're not the only ones doing it. There's other nationalities out there, got the food stamps, the WIC, things like that. The problem is always glamorizing our neighborhood. But our neighborhood, for instance, you know, needs to understand how to use it to your advantage. I remember the gentleman said earlier about people having babies, stuff like that. I hear what you're saying, but let's be honest. Is contraception always taught in our communities? You know, protect yourself. Not as much So the thing is Is like this um, Where most of your good parties at and Most good parties Are not in, in the bad neighborhood It's mostly they're saying in the, in, the, in the good neighborhood Excuse me Mostly it's in the bad neighborhood But hey It's not a bad neighborhood It's just that That neighborhood Has not been given The um, finances Like the other neighborhood That's why In the inner city Grass Is not different Than the Wealthy grass You look at the grass grows you wonder why certain communities where their sidewalks look cleaner, the trash man comes more, or um, the police department is not always prevalent in that area. But they're always in the other areas where they're so-called, quote-unquote, drug-infested. Well, drugs in all of them are, are not just made in the inner city. That's that's the whole thing. But that's a lie where people are making where it started in the inner city. That's a lie. Plain and simple. So until we get to the point that we found the origin is, and you stop all the nonsense and stop always let the media lie about certain things and know the truth, then it's pretty much how it is. You know, I tell people a good story will last about 30 seconds. A negative story will last about three to five days, maybe a week. Because we, the, the United States glamorizes negative. And they don't, they don't do positive, and that's the problem. And until we learn how to change the mindset and say, hey, I don't want that in my community, then mm-hmm. it, it won't come. You know, we had a lot of civil rights during the time where, this, you know, I'm young myself. I've done a lot of my history. So, you know, for me, um, I, I, I know we can do it, and I know we can make a difference. It's just that you got to know your stuff. You know, if you look on Forbes, 
Look at the 2,000-plus billionaires. A lot of them on there are darker complexion people. The problem is is that unless you know who they are, you'll never know. You probably can walk past them and never know who they are. Some people that we do praise are millionaires. They can change the season, get a little power on them, but those billionaires are the ones who can change a generation. Unless you're the president of the United States or something, you know. The, the thing about it is, we just gotta we gotta change everything on how we look upon ourselves and look at it as we are a powerful community who can make a difference. So I hope that what wow. I said made sense. <laughs> it did. So thank you for sharing it. I'm glad you do your research. Oh, yeah, definitely. Check us out, the Logan Power Show. We're on Facebook. Um, you know, hey, well, we were on the uh, HDR radio show. And uh, so definitely check us out. You know, de- uh, we, we tell people all the time, check us out on YouTube, the Logan Power Show. We're having people, and we're making a difference. So I tell people all the time that's listening in, rock out your community. You know, protesting is like this simple process, if you're in that person's face every day, they're going to get tired. They're going to have to speak to you sometime. The violence, the violence, for instance, all that does is, is going to take away from what your, the real truth is. I understand people's frustrations. I was born in L.A. I know about the L.A. riots. Um, I can tell people about what I experienced as a young person. But the biggest thing that I've learned when my mother teach for 30 plus is LA Unified, when you protest and you're in the person's face, the mayor's face or whoever it is, and you want this, I learned from my dad too, you can make a difference. You know, where you spend your money at is so key because you can change it. That liquor store doesn't like your kind in, don't spend no money there. If you feel your store, you need a grocery store in your area, get with that councilman. Get him in their face. Tell him, I need a grocery store in my area so I have to go travel four or five miles to get good food for my kids. You wonder why food stamps are available in the grocery store? They understand, they understand that's money. It's all about money. At the end of the day, it's about money. Why do you want someone that be on food stamps that long? Because if I teach them to have as many kids as possible, dependent on a less amount of salary, live a lifestyle that's over your means, and you rely upon me the first of every month or first or 15th or however it works, then I got you. Like the Bible says it's better to be the lender than the borrower. So I like to be a lender. I don't know anybody knows from people who owes credit cards or who owes borrowing sucks. It's horrible. But when you're a lender, you call the shots. You can decide if you want to cut someone's debt off or you can decide if you want to increase the person's debt. It's like Vegas. The house always wins. So I hope I wasn't too deep for anyone that's listening in. No. <laughs> You gave so much knowledge. I'm trying to sink it all in. <laughs> oh yeah, like you said, you know, for me, I can, I, I can, I can spit, I can spit pretty much all day and tell the truth how it is. You know, that's that's the reason why the um, people don't want 
people like myself to really talk because, you know, I pretty much would check a lot of that stuff to try to bring down our community. I'm like, man, stop. You know, check your history books. You know, I've written a book, The Power of the African-American Culture. You know, we're one one of the greatest inventors, came from our community. I mean, we paved the way for the United States in so many ways. It's ridiculous. And sometimes if you really sit back and think about it, you know, music, hip-hop, we started hip-hop. But we don't own hip hop. That's crazy. BET is not owned by black people, it's owned by Viacom. Viacom owns BET, MTV, um, Nickelodeon, and a couple other ones. That's why they had a big old dispute with DirecTV. BET is not even owned by black networks. That's why it says black power. It ain't black power if it ain't owned by black people. Just because I made a CEO you know, black does it mean it's owned by them. It's not. Viacom can shut down BET any day of the week. That's why, you know, you know, the gospel stations and something they used to have going on, they're going away. You don't have black news anymore. That's stopped. Unless you be really interested in getting it, you have to go like, you know, maybe the Tom Joyner may spit something out every day. He does that. But otherwise, we don't talk about our community anymore. Or you better find a pastor who's really into the community. But, you know, we can do this. Our community is a big givers. I don't know why we get so caught up and we don't give. There's always a church in our community. I don't care if the church is big or small. Our community, it has a church. But they want to keep it where that church is going to stay. That's why they have all the liquor stores and all that kind of stuff. Everyone's halfway drunk, drugged up. So many kids, you're going to have poverty, but it's not an excuse. I don't care what anyone says. Just because you've had so many kids does not mean you can't make it. Stop thinking that sports is the way out. Check the averages. Average NFL player lasts three years. What should we do after you spent that money? you got to use it wisely. Baseball is probably a baseball and, you know, golf is your longest standing sport, but the sports that we make a difference in, or it's longevity, we don't have it. You don't have no baseball diamond a lot of times in our neighborhood. You don't have a lot of uh, you don't have a golf course in our neighborhood. You don't have any say sports agents that a lot of us are there. So I think a lot of times it's why Rock Nation, you know, shout out to Jay Z doing what he's doing. You know, people are getting scared because we're making differences. So that's why all the smoke screens are there. The President of the United States, African American, eight plus years. You know, he's about to go to, his, you know, finish the second term, raise the most amount ever on a campaign. So if we are not making strides, I don't know what people are talking about. We have. The problem is, is that we're not going over the hill. We're still stuck at the top, and we're not going over like we need it and overflowing like we should. Our community should be way ahead of the ball game. So we're always in these setbacks and these fear factors, you know, about everything. And that stuff has got to stop. You know, you can do your own crime watch if you want to. That stuff can, you know, stop any violence. You can create your own crime watch if you really wanted to in your community. You can create, like, if you're if people are going real fast, you can create a bill that speed bumps in your neighborhood. 
Just talk to your councilman, get in their face. You say, I voted for you. I put my time, my effort. Let's get it going. If you're not going, I'm going to kick you out, find somebody else. It's like a fast food restaurant. I don't have to choose McDonald's. I go to Burger King. I got Wendy's. I got, you know, Chick-fil-A. You know, I got choices. And that's we have to get to the point. We have to make the right choice. Another thing is, too, just because you're black does not mean it's always a win situation. Another just because they're black does not mean they're a crooked person either. I think that's the other thing we need to start, start trusting one another, stop thinking that black businesses is always crooked. No, black business can make a difference. The problem is, is that we, and our, we don't trust our own community. And that's the reason why we don't look to us as, as being the buyers. We buy other people's stuff. We don't buy our own. And that, you know, that's just pretty much it in a nutshell. But, wow. you know, hey, I'm, I'm, ram- I'm rambling on having some fun. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And um, I actually have a challenge for everyone. You actually had me come up with something just about what you said. I think... Mm-hmm. Course, this is towards the listeners and, and to you, but I'm sure you probably have done it already. Um, I challenge everyone to stop stop giving money to um, the liquor stores, stop giving money to hair products, stop giving money to the things that you that you usually buy, and start pouring that money into the YMCA. Start pouring the money into churches. Start pouring the money into, you know, positive events to keep people out the streets. And if we do that, then I I think we can make a difference. So that's my challenge to you all. Definitely, start it start it starts today. I mean, pretty much is is what you is what you actually do. Because um, I tell people all the time, if African Americans right now decided to focus on maybe five ten businesses and took that one point one trillion dollars. And turn it over somewhere else. Those businesses be be an overnight sensation. We could really crumble. We could really crumble the stock market if we really wanted to. Right now, that's how much power we have. If we shut down everything that we do, from sports alone, the sports industry could be shut down by African Americans right now. If all the players said. I'm not playing anymore until my community changes. It'll change real quick. But the problem is you got to be bold enough to say, I really want to change it and not be caught by the dollars. Are you a puppet? Are you a player? That's the biggest thing you got to ask yourself. If you're a puppet, that means I can dangle money in front of your head, and then you'd be like, well, hey, you're going to, I'm moving you how I want to move you. But if you're a player, you decide when you want to move. And that's the difference. My son was agreeing with me. Well, thank you once again. I really appreciate appreciate you calling on, sharing your thoughts. It was was about a lot of knowledge. I got to do my research. I'll go back and research some stuff. Well, and, uh, thank you again. <laughs> oh, thank you again. Like I said, check us out the Logan Power Show 
on Facebook, YouTube, the Logan Power Show. And I think I uh, put a comment on what on when you put it out there on Facebook. So hey, check us out. Let us know. And hey, we can always collaborate anytime. Thank you, and I already uh, liked your page as well. So thank you. Thank you. All right, Kareem. Huh? Are you still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm still there. Okay, so how did you feel with everything that he spoke about? I agreed with him. I could tell he dealt with a lot of youth problems. That's how to come up with a lot of information. It was. Did you think it all in? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I had to. might end up doing my research as we speak. <laughs> but, um, let's see. Let's take an, uh, another call in. Let's go back to 240. 240. Yeah, hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, um, I agree with everything that the previous callers. I mean, the, the brother was on point, man. I agree with most of the things he said. I, I really don't have, you know, nothing else to add, you know. Um, I just listened to the show from, you know, I don't got nothing to add right now. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. All right, no problem. All right. Um... We are going to go on one more small break, and then we will come back. What would I do without your smart mouth? Drawing me in and you kicking me out. Got my head spinning, no kidding, I can't pin you down. What's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm on your magical mystery ride, and I'm so dizzy, don't know what hit me, but I'll be alright. My head's underwater, but Eat. 
times do I have to tell you? Even when you're crying, you're beautiful too. The world is beating you down. I'm around through every mood. You're my downfall. You're my muse. My worst distraction. My rhythm and blues. I can't stop singing. It's ringing in my head for you. My head. Adjust your attitude. Fifteen. Remember your faith. 
16, think about your future. 17, know the consequences. 18, get involved at school in your community. 19, who who you are really hurting. 20, stay in school. 21, surround yourself with positive people. 23, believe in yourself. 24, need your pH. I probably said that wrong. But um, you can you can add on uh, more ways. I think we kind of added on already. Kareem, do you have any more? Um, think, hold on, let me think. Uh, reason with? Mm-hmm. Um, counseling. Find different ways to help out. I I think that's all I got. That's it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, Let's see, any more topics you want to jump on with you, Violet? Right now, no, I don't really have that many topics for right now. Hmm. I know we talked about um, egos and uh, we talked about uh, the schools. You know what? We didn't touch the subject. Um, we didn't talk about bullying, actually, because that, that plays a part in youth violence as well. I'm not sure if yeah. somebody touched on that subject, but from what I heard, I have not heard anything about bullying. So um, I think that bullying uh, plays a real big part in youth violence. That That's my opinion. Um, it's Let's see. It's so many. It's so many. Um. It's so many kids that that go through stuff and they feel that they have to that they have to mess with uh. Mess with somebody else at the school because they don't know how to deal with their own problems, so they start bullying them and they start talking about them, and you know they just start fighting about it nowhere and they didn't do anything. Um. That's that's another big issue, and I think. That should stop, and the reason why I think that should stop is because just because you're going through something does not mean you can hurt someone else because of what you go through. Because if you're someone else, all it's going to do is just fall back on you, and um, that's another big part. Uh, Envy, envy with bullying, jealousy, same thing. Um... That's all I can touch on with bullying, Kareem. Oh, bullying. Mm-hmm. Social media is also part of like. It's all. It's also part of the um, youth violence as well. Mm-hmm. So, what are different types of bullying? Bullying to you. Like it's not just it's not just one type. It's more than you know the 
they're talking about or messing with? Um, virtual, virtual, um, virtual, mental, physical, and emotional. Okay. And then I want to describe um, the ones that you. I said I'm going to describe what they are and why they relate to uh, to youth violence. Physical bullying is it basically involves the use of physical force. Physical bullying is most prevalent in academic institutions. This bullying technique may involve the spitting, showing, kicking, or even punching. In most instances, the aggressor is physically larger than the victim or maybe within a group. The idea behind physical bullying is for the bully to establish superiority and continue control over a victim. Now, that's physical bullying. Verbal bullying incorporates the use of words to carry out an act of bullying. In this type of bullying, the aggressor, also known as the bully, tries to verbally upset the victim through taunting and teasing. The verbal assault might focus on an individual's appearance, lifestyle choices, intellect, skin color, and even ethnicity. Most verbal bullies have a low self-esteem and tend to bully others so as to increase their social standings and feel better about themselves. I think that's the one I just mentioned. Um, Emotional bullying, which is also known as relational aggression. Emotional bullying is the act of an aggressor attacking a victim on an emotional level. Emotional bullying is most common in relationships whereby one partner might make statements or act in such a manner as to bring about distress to the other partner. Emotional bullying may also involve the spreading of rumors, excluding the individu- an individual from certain activities, refusing to talk to someone, and even make a statement with the intention of hurting a person's feelings. Cyberbullying, this is one of the most popular types of bullying in the modern world, which is which what Kareem had um has stated on. Cyberbullying can be described as any form of bullying that incorporates the use of technology. Cyberbullying is rampant on social networking sites and can be very difficult to know the real identity of a bully since most bullies do not use their real name. And then we have disability bullying, which I think we actually need to touch on. Disability bullying is bullying specifically targeting people with disabilities. Disability bullying normally targets physical disabled individuals, but can also extend individuals with other special conditions such as autism, cleft lips, and even not pronounce this word, and even dyspraxia. And then we have gay bullying, which is a which is a huge one as well. Gay bullying, better known as gay bashing, is a type of bullying that specifically targets gay individuals. The bullying can be physical, emotional, or verbal in nature. For instance, refusing to associate or even talk with gay people is considered a form of gay building since it brings about emotional torture on the victim. In some instances, individuals perceived to be gay are also subjected to this type of bullying. Then we have legal bullying. Legal bullying basically encompasses the use of the legal system to control or punish an individual or organization. In legal bullying, the victim would be 
bombarded by multiple lawsuits by the aggressor. While this form of bullying is not necessarily considered as being illegal, the victim can waste a lot of time and resources dealing with the lawsuits. And then we have parental bullying. Have you heard of that one, Kareem? Parental bullying? Yeah, like like um, parental abuse or something? I think so. I'm about to read it now. Parental bullying is one of the most prevalent types of bullying in the modern world. In this type of bullying, parents may displace their insecurities or anger on their children. Okay, that's what that is. This type of bullying might be physical or emotional in nature. And then we have prison bullying. Prison bullying is another popular form of bullying experienced in many areas around the world. Prison bullying is almost inevitable since penal institutions are filled with individuals, most of who have been incarcerated for violent crime. Most instances of prison bullying might be between inmates, but there are also documented cases of prison staff bullying prisoners or prisoners bullying prison staff. And we have the last one, which is school bullying, which is that's a big one too. School bullying is one of the most common types of bullying. School bullying can be physical, emotional, or verbal in nature. In most instances, the aggressor has several victims and is physically bigger than the victims. In most instances, students witnessing the bullying might avoid intervening or even caught the victim being bullied so as to avoid being targeted by the bully. There are laws and organizations that protect an individual from the various types of bullying. As a rule, you should contact authorities if you find yourself in such a situation so as to deter deter repeat incidences. And those are all the different types of bullying, which I think that needed to be addressed. And I haven't even heard of the parental bullying before, but that was interesting. <laughs> so... Um, let's see. If you want to um, get in queue, please press one pound. And I want to thank all the listeners and all the callers for calling in. Uh, let's see. Let's let's touch on the subject parental bullying because I, I never heard of that before. So do you have anything to say towards that before I start? No. You said no? No. Okay. Um, I think uh, parental bullying has a big part in youth violence because um, when parents pour their anger on the children and it's not their fault, that makes their children angry. And then they'll feel like, oh, well, um, my parents don't care about me or anything like that. So once, you know, once they feel like that, they start messing up in school. They start um, doing, you know, doing uh, bad things, like maybe joining the game. But that's not all. Um, going to smoking or drinking, that's not all. But it could turn into that situation. And I don't I don't think that's right for parents to do that because they don't think of how much it could hurt their kids. Gay bullying, that. Also, well, all of these also have a part in in youth violence, but um, gay bullying is a big one too. Because 
that can that can turn that can turn into uh that can well, I'm not gonna touch on that subject. That's gonna turn into a whole a whole different um a whole different uh part in that. But do you have anything else to say before we get back got, to the caller? I got majority everything out during the mm-hmm. show. I don't got I'm just thinking right now. Okay. Well, let's try 240 again. 240. Yeah, yeah. yeah how are you? Um, how's it going? It's you going good. Just, I just want to touch on uh, uh, what is the parental bullying? Yes. I think that... I think um, I think that it tie in to the way some of these parents uh, discipline their kids. Uh, the way they use social media, they embarrass them on social media by uh, whether it be shaving their head or making them do some ridiculous task. And videos like that go viral, and you don't know the the kind of psychological effect they will have on them children. I mean, you got their their schoolmates, their classmates seeing them. You got their friends, other family members, and I I just want these parents to think before they they act and do this. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with disciplining your children, but to put it out there on the lower, lower scale, we all know these videos travel. They go viral real quick. The kids come back to school, they get made fun of. Fun of. I mean, that could really, uh, like I said, weigh heavily on the mindset. And I, I don't think these parents really consider that, you know, when they do when they do things mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know if that could tie into uh, parental bullying as far as the way the parents discipline their children. But um, it, it upsets me when I see that because I'm thinking, man, what? I mean, it's one thing to discipline them, but you're going to film it, you're going to put, it, you're going to record it, you're going to put it out there for the world to see. I mean, that's where I have an issue with right there. And I don't know what you think about that. Do you think it could tie into the way you think, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't discipline their children. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. why do they have to go through all that to sort of kind of embarrass? Uh, to me, that's unnecessary, and that weighs heavily on the psyche and, like, you know, the mindset of a child. So would you? I just want to get your opinion on that. Um, well, I actually, I actually agree with what you said, Um Kind of caught me off guard there. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, I, I agree, but I don't have like a, a specific thing to say. I mean, yeah. Do you like how you feel? About, I mean, how do you feel about the parents recording their children, like discipline on their children, recording it and putting it out there like that? Because uh, I think people try to downplay it. They say, "Oh, yeah, that's a good parent." Uh, you're a parent of the year, you're doing a good job, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think you look mm-hmm. at the long-term effect, the trickle-down effect that might have on the child in the long run. You know, um, we need to really consider that. And then that, that might lead to other stuff, like you said, drugs, violence, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. depression, um, you know, right. low self-esteem. It can, it, can, it can lead to all those things. And, you know, it's a trickle-down effect. Like I always say, the domino effect, it can lead to more things. So that's, you know, that's what I had to say about that. Um, 
as far as the gay bullying, the bullying, I know you wanted to stay away from that topic. Um, mm. it, it's a touchy subject to talk about the gay bullying. You know, saying so a lot of kids, you know, they 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 end up hurting themselves, or you know, um, some cases committing suicide because they sort of though their parents not going to accept their lifestyle, and they're afraid with other kids, and I think their friends, and I think so. They go through a lot of stuff in life, you know, carrying that burden. Um, it, it, it's tough, you know. I think cyberbullying right now is the, the main thing we have to be concerned about because, you know, these bullies got more access to, you know, different people all over, you know what I'm saying? They could, they could you know, they control people, uh, you know, make threats to people and hide behind the screen. They don't really got to show their face, mm-hmm. like you said. So, uh you know, if you could find a way to cut down on that, I think that'll solve some of the issues as far as bullying, bullying overall. But um, you know, it's, it's going to be a working process. So well, that's basically all I had to say about you know the the bullying things, the bully aspect of it. Right. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts and opinions. Unfortunately, we uh, have to close out the show. Um, I want to thank uh, everyone who called in, listened in, and what? everyone what? appears and the next talks show. were great. The next when show is, next, is show? next Sunday. It's next Sunday. Okay, I I call. I make sure I call in and show my support. All right, thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, have a good one. You too. And with that being said, thank you, everyone, once again, for calling in. And have a blessed.